What's going on, y'all? 97.5 The Fanatic. Devon Givens live from the center as the Sixers and Blazers tip off here at 7 o'clock. Herb right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. We get you set from the building. And, of course, we'll go in the post afterwards on a Friday night. A lot to get into on the basketball side. We'll do most of that in the final segment. And, of course, the pregame coverage beginning at 6.50. Tom McGinnis will be on the game call beginning at 7 o'clock. So we'll have you covered again live from the center as the Sixers and the Portland Trailblazers with Matisse Thibel back in the house here tonight starting at 7 o'clock. And we'll talk about them just a little bit later. But there are a lot of more pressing things to touch on now involving the Philadelphia Eagles. As we know, we've been talking about it for weeks now after the Super Bowl ended. And we started to shift our attention to the offseason, wondering what free agents would come back, what free agents may exit the building, what they might do in terms of restructures or trades before we even get to the actual uh, draft. Well, we found out earlier today, as Ray and I were talking about last night, Ray Dunn is producing the show discussing uh, Brandon Graham at the Maxwell Awards last night, and he's wearing his Eagles hat, and we're talking about what they should do and what the number might be. Will he come back on a one-year deal, possibly a two-year deal, where the second year might be an option? Well, according to Tim McManus of ESPN and, of course, contributor to 97.5 The Fanatic, Graham is back now on a one-year deal worth $6 million, and that is perfect. I love it. Love to have him back in there, number one, of course, because he's coming off his best season as a pro in terms of his sacks was over, what, 10 and a half sacks on the year. Then you still look at the fact that he has the the ability to have a big-time presence in that locker room as a well-respected veteran with that group. You're going to have probably a bunch of new guys coming in as well with the two draft picks in the first round, second-round pick also, and they're going to have to do something, and you want to make sure that you keep a good amount of veterans in there. And if you have them on the offensive side in the form of, let's say, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, and, of course, the quarterback in Jalen Hurts, you still want to be able to have that on the defensive side with a well-respected veteran also unknown about Fletcher Cox and what's going to happen there and maybe even a few other as we will still get to the Darius Slate part of things. This was a good move by the Eagles. It was a great move by Brandon Graham. And you could tell he's just that type of guy. You can tell he wants to be here long term. He wants to be here and retire here. The money is always going to be available to him. He could probably, especially if he plays like this, he's not going to get 10 and a half sacks next season, I don't think. But he continues to play and show that he can play as long as he wants to. Someone will give him some money. But why not just continue to uh, form, you know, continue to add to your legacy that is becoming one of the all-time Philadelphia Eagle greats. So that's great news right there. Then we have the report also from Adam Schefter where he stated that one of my favorite guys on the defensive side for the Philadelphia Eagles, Darius Slay. Yes, I argue with many of you at the end of the season because you said he was no good anymore. Move on. He stunk the second half of the season, and James Bradbury was better than him anyway. Sign James Bradbury. Get rid of Darius Slay. Well, according to uh, Adam Schefter, again, it appears that they have given Darius Slay and his people the permission to go seek a trade if that's something that he is interested in. One year remaining on his deal, he makes big money, and with that big money, and he wants a new contract, that is something that you know you're going to have to deal with during the season if you can put something together in terms of a long-term deal possibly, or just moving on from where you don't have to deal with it anymore and maybe go out there 
and get a young corner to add to the group and and continue to like we talked about last night and even last week is this a team that's going to be heavy in terms of their offense knowing that they can score and take a step back with their defense so uh, you get good news there with Brandon Graham and you also look at some things where it may not necessarily be good news for me as a guy who I still think Darius Slay can play and start uh, as the number one corner on your football team I hope they figure that out because I do not want him leaving, especially if James Bradbury is out. Look, you can still do things like they did in the past where you had Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor as your starting corners and you go out there and you draft two young corners in Lido Shepard and Sheldon Brown and have them there ready and waiting after they've done their time in training camp as the backups and they came in in certain situations. But when it came down to it in the end, uh, once you knew you were stepping away from the older players, that you would then have to go ahead and <laughs> you would then have to go ahead and give those guys the opportunity. As I'm laughing here with Marty Dickerson, as we're looking at some of the players do their work on the floor uh, here at the center. But I don't want Darius Slay going anywhere. I stand on that. I understand the money. Draft some young corners. If you don't bring Brad Bradbury back and you don't add a, a veteran on a one-year deal and you have maybe, let's say, the 10th pick or the 30th pick that is your starter opposite Darius Slay next year, you let him walk after the fact and you have maybe a, another guy that was a second-round pick or a later-round pick for the Philadelphia Eagles that they may feel like can take over after the season. So I don't want him going anywhere. I'm happy about the grand, Brandon Grand part. I hope Darius Slay remains with this football team. And I know a lot of you disagree with me and feel like that, again, he took a step back and you will be more than willing to see him walk if that is the case. Let's talk about it. We're here until 645 as we lead you into Sixers basketball. Not only will we be here uh, then, I'll come back to the studio. We'll go in the post after the game. We'll talk about the Sixers, and we can keep this conversation going with the Philadelphia Eagles. But as it stands right now, let's give out the numbers since we have this abbreviated time. 610-632-0975. How do you feel, number one, about Brandon Graham with the one-year deal coming back? $6 million, according to Tim McManus, and the report that Darius Slay, the Philadelphia Eagles have given him permission to seek a trade on the final year of his deal. And where does it go from there? Are you willing to let Darius Slay walk? And let's remember, this may happen before the draft. Now, it could happen around draft time, and they'll have plans, but free agency is before draft. So if you're looking at somebody, they know something, of course, if they're deciding that they're, they're willing to move on from an, uh, a Pro Bowl corner and uh, technically, when we looked at him and we all discussed it, we said that guy should have made all pro. Well, he was a pro bowler. James Bradbury did not make the pro bowl, and Darius Slade did. And on the other side, Darius Slade did not make the all pro team where James Bradbury did. It's all weird. It's all ridiculous with how some of the voting system things go in the NFL. So we, we know how good he is. And most of you felt like he took a step back. Again, I disagree. I thought he was fine. Heck, they didn't even throw at him a lot. I mean, you anybody wants to throw the Terry McLaurin thing at me and talk about Terry McLaurin? Terry McLaurin does that to a lot of people. And, and yes, it happens. They get paid, too. And it happens every now and again where good corners get beat. Heck, many people are talking about, hey, bring in Jalen Ramsey because they're looking to trade him from the Los Angeles Rams. Did you watch the Los Angeles Rams and see how Jalen Ramsey was getting cooked with that team last season? Not to say that I wouldn't have him on this team, but if you're going to talk about it in that way with Darius Slay, please go back and look and see what J Jalen Ramsey did with the with the Rams last season because it wasn't a normal 
Jalen Ramsey type of season. All right? All right, that's where I am. Where are you? We'll get Ray's thoughts before we get out of here and get the Sixers basketball. We'll take your phone calls, 610-632-0975 as we break it down. And then again, later on, I'll give you my keys to the game uh, here on 97.5 The Fanatic for the Sixers and the Portland Trailblazers. Matisse Steibel coming back home, folks. Uh, What's that crowd? What's the reaction going to be? for Matisse Thibault coming back here, especially after that story from Keith Pompey that he had on the Enquirer.com talking about some uh, things that, you know, he's feeling good, Matisse Thibault, being in Portland and feeling wanted with that team and all of that stuff. So uh, I saw some of the comments. That's why I asked the question because I'm pretty sure not a lot of people, uh, not a lot of you agree with Matisse Thibault in this particular case when it comes to the squad. So, uh and we'll see what the reception is here at the center once things get underway a little bit later uh, here on 97.5. The Fanatic, you'll certainly be able to hear it over the uh, over the air as Tom is calling the game because I think uh, I think it was the wrong time for that. He's probably going to get it because of that. He may have been able to skate a little bit. A little bit. He may have been able to skate, but I don't think he's going to be able to skate now after those comments were were put out there a little bit early. Also, in the NFL, the Chicago Bears, who held the number one pick in in the NFL draft coming up next month, well, many speculated that they would look to trade it. They already have their franchise quarterback. They'll be looking to do something else add some assets to their team, maybe add some players, move back in the draft, down a couple of spots. Well, they moved back eight spots to the number nine selection that was held by the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have identified their man at the number one spot in the draft. They move up, and they give up quite a bit, folks, as they move up from nine to one with the opportunity now to go out there and get their players. So when the Lamar Jackson news came out earlier that he was going to be tagged and he would have the opportunity to negotiate with the other teams around the league to seek a trade and, and see where things go and possibly uh, add to their con- add a contract there along with it, Carolina, Atlanta, and Miami, all these teams, there was reported that they were not going to seek a trade there for Lamar Jackson. We were like, well, that seems kind of crazy. The guy's a former MVP, still very young, and can play in this league and change the fortune for your franchise with all of you looking for a quarterback. Well, you see why Carolina is wasn't interested in Lamar Jackson because they are moving on from the uh, nine spot and up moving up to the number one spot, trading with the Chicago Bears, and they now get the number nine pick the Bears do, pick number 61, all in this particular draft, a first-round pick in 2024, a second-round pick in 2025, and DJ Moore, wide receiver, local product, going to the Chicago Bears to play with Justin Fields. Now you have Darnell Mooney along with Chase Claypool, who they traded for last a trade deadline. So you have a a, a core there of your wide receiver group with those three wide receivers for for Justin Fields plus Cole Komet. That's not bad. So when we were talking about a team that could potentially take that next step, we obviously looked at what the what the Detroit Lions did a year ago this past season and how good they were. They may be a natural team to again make that next jump like a lot of teams do. 
And now it looks like the Chicago Bears are going to be that team, too. Now that they're adding someone like DJ Moore, they still have the number nine pick. They have the number 61 overall pick. And they're going to be able to make some noise, do some things in the NFC. That's going to be a dangerous team next season in the NFC and the NFL. So we'll see where that goes. But the action has already started. And that's where things are right now. DJ Moore, the number one overall pick. I mean, the number nine overall pick, number 61 in their seconds uh they they have some stuff overall the bears have now the number uh they've got two first two seconds with dj moore this is going to be a fun team next season so the eagles of course the defense is that going to be something that they have to they're going to have to focus on the defense no matter what because they're going to lose some people and who are who are those people going to be we don't know but they did get one back that was a candidate to in fact leave the nest if you will and that was Brandon Graham. He is now staying with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm happy about that. So does that change how many of you look at the offseason and what you want them to prioritize in the draft and free agency by bringing him back? Maybe even uh, some, other, some of the other players maybe getting done before Monday or before next Wednesday when it actually hits the league year, really hits next Wednesday. This was a good move, again, in, in my opinion. I'm happy about Brandon Graham. So you look at the rotation still on the edge. That is Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham, and Hassan Reddick. That's what you're looking at right now. Der- Derek Barnett had a two-year deal. I don't know what it means for him because he's coming off the ACL. If they're going to bring him back, if they're going let to him, let him go and allow him to then go find some employment elsewhere, are they going to draft the edge rusher coming in here for the Philadelphia Eagles next season to add another body there? Where, where's the focus now go? Does this stop them from drafting a defensive end in the NFL draft? I don't think it should. You can add to it, and we know how important the defensive line of scrimmage is for them, not just the defensive side, but also on the offensive side. It's very important to them, as we know. That's what they build around. So I wouldn't be surprised if they continue to add there uh, along that defensive front. So uh, how do you feel about it? Uh, all of you, how do you feel about the move? Brandon Graham coming back, according to uh, Tim McManus, one-year deal, $6 million. That seems like a pretty good number for Brandon Graham. I'm not surprised either because that's just the guy. That just seemed like the guy that he is. That's the one that when we were talking about two lifers and deciding on Kelsey and Brandon Graham, those would be two candidates that we would think come back. The other one was a little bit of a question because Fletcher Cox, as great as Fletcher Cox has been in his career as a Philadelphia Eagle, helping lead them to a Super Bowl and having a really good season numbers-wise last season, and he did some good things from time to time. Every now and again we would look at it and it seemed like he kind of disappeared a little bit and he wasn't having the impact as a starter next to Javon Hargrave, even though he did eat up a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of attention there in the middle you still looked at him and you said all right you know if he if he if he leaves it's not a big deal plus that number was so large at 14 15 million dollars last season that he came back on that one-year deal you're certainly not willing to do that for Fletcher Cox but as much as he is an Eagles Hall of Famer uh, local you know Eagles Hall of Famer he'll probably go in the, in the Eagles Hall of Fame not necessarily a, an, a, a pro football Hall of Famer but an Eagles Hall of Famer the guy To me, people like him. They don't love him like they love Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham. So if there was one that Eagle fans looked at and said, all right, it's cool if he leaves. Thank you, Fletcher Cox. Really appreciate it. We'll certainly cheer you on when you come back in a different uniform. If you played the Eagles this year and give you an ovation, a standing ovation, and that's just what it will be. 
and until you snap the football and you get a make a play, they're, they're going to boo what you just did positively out there on the floor. When you come back, retire as an eagle, sign a one year, a one day contract to retire as an eagle. All good, all good. But the Brandon Graham part, he is the one that you look at and say. All right, he's probably going to be the one to take the pay cut, and he did. Fletcher Cox, I just don't see it in him where he would look to take a pay cut and help the Philadelphia Eagles out in this way. He's going to try to go out there. He feels feels like he can still play at a pretty high level, and if that's the case, then I really don't expect him to come back and, and be a part of the Philadelphia Eagles rotation along that defensive front. I just don't. I don't see it in him where I saw it. And certainly with Jason Kelsey also, where I saw it with those two gentlemen as players that will come back and take a little bit of, a little bit less than what may be on the market for them. And, and the interesting part, too, when Ray and I were talking about this last night, when we were looking at, we played the audio from Jalen Hurts and what he had to say, and then we saw the photo of, of uh, Brandon Graham, and he's up there in his tuxedo, but he's, He's receiving his award, but he's receiving in his, war- his award, and he's the only one up there with a baseball cap on. And his baseball cap had an Eagles logo on it. Now, was this because he knew he had already had this taken care of, and he just wanted to have it on? He was feeling good. He was feeling great about the whole situation or sending a message. Whatever it might have been, we noticed it last night, and now he has his, his, his deal locked in here with the Philadelphia Eagles for one year. The Darius Slay part, again, I, I want him to stay. I know a lot of people do not want him to stay. They're ready to move on from him. I don't know where you go. Where do you pivot, folks? If you want him to leave, where are you pivoting to? Because I don't have that answer. Sure, go out there and draft two corners. Okay, cool. Now, what if you go draft those two corners and those two corners, only one of them look pretty good in, in, in OTAs that they have, and then they'll have training camp, and you're like, ah, this guy's not ready to start. Yeah, somebody might get cut, and you might add him to the to the team on a one-year deal. But are you going to bank on it being James Bradbury again, or is it going to be a possibility that it's Steven Nelson? And while Steven Nelson was okay, he wasn't James Bradbury, and they weren't ready to win when Steven Nelson was there. You're trying to win. You're still in that, in that phase of winning and not taking a step back. I don't want to see them take a step back overall. Sure, they can win maybe like Kansas City did, where you had some young players in the secondary with a few veterans. I would prefer to keep Darius Slay, a guy who I already know can give me a really good season, have him start on the one side and take the number one guy where the other side has the number two receiver. Let's not forget, he faced the number one a majority of the year with James Bradbury, as much as we credit him for the job that he did, faced that number two corner. That's that's my opinion, and that's where I am, 610 Six three two zero nine seven five. Before we step away for the break and take your phone calls and get you all in here, I wanted to ask Ray Dunn really fast before we get to the break. Get your thoughts because we'll go Sixers also on the other side. Ray, good evening. And What's up? What, do you, what do you make of this man? Because we said Brandon Graham last night, one year, five million, six million dollars. It turned out to be and possibly a, a two-year deal with an option on the second. What do you make of this? And then on the Darius Slay part, how, how, were you surprised that that news came down a little bit earlier today? Well, first off, on the Brandon Graham one, please credit Devon Givens and, and Nice no. and Fun. <laughs> no, but l- I think last night when we had that conversation, it really stuck out that, yeah. And, and he said today pretty much something to the effect of, I told my agent, just get it done. Just yeah. find a way to make it. And he exactly. loves it here. He's got a good right. thing going. And that's there's no reason why he shouldn't be an eagle. So I, I'm glad to see it all work out. 
I think it was one of the more expected returns. If there was anyone you could point a finger to and be like, that's a guy that's going to be here next year of their current free agents. I think yeah. that was one for me uh, that, that was very obvious. The Slay one kind of feels like we've been working towards it. Something felt a little amiss with the defensive back room and with everything that was moving along. Uh, so this maybe felt like, I didn't think it was going to come to this, but it certainly felt like something maybe was happening there, and this kind of shines a bigger light on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see where this ends up, because you're not, a lot of people, okay, if you go trade him, you save the money, you're not saving that money before June 1st. So you're not really saving yourself too much where it's giving you that much flexibility. I'm no. curious, what the, what about their future plans are they doing, and is this more of a negotiation tactic for um, Howie Roseman to say, okay, go out there and look. See if you can find yourself a better situation than where you have, and then we can come back to the table and, hey, this is what realistically you are worth and what realistically we can get you. Yeah, yeah. So if I if I had to guess, I think he'll be back. I don't know what all that would look like, the money and all that stuff, and if they do anything there, I, I have no idea. But I, what I do know is I do want him back, and I would like to have him back. Um uh, so uh, I hope that that gets done, and, and then we'll, we'll we'll go from there. But but again, as you said, the money that part is important. But again, it's free agency first, so we don't know what's going to happen by draft time in April where these things can change. That's Howie's job. He may know something. He knows something that I don't know. But speaking as an outsider who I I, I do not have that information, it's not going to stop me from giving my opinion of thinking that he should be back. I was a fan of what he did last season. Of course, he wasn't perfect every game, but he was good enough to, again, help your defense out and be able to do the things that he did to help them get to the Super Bowl. And I'm a big fan of Darius Slay. I would be the, if, if it didn't work out, and I, even though I like a player, I would say it's time for him to go. I like Ben Simmons. It was time for him to go, right? It was time. This case, I don't think that is uh, the, the same for Darius Slay in this particular situation with the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, we come back, get our final segment in here before we step away for Sixers pregame coverage at 6.50. Tom McGinnis on game call as the Blazers are in town to take on the 76ers for their weekend set here as the Sixers have the Blazers tonight and the Washington Wizards on Sunday. We'll lead you in the Sixers basketball on the other side. Final segment right here, 97.5, the Fanatic. Give me that phone. Devon Gibbons on 97.5 The Fanatic. Country.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911 and we'll send the link straight to your phone. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. 97.5 The Fanatic. Welcome back, 97.5 The Fanatic. Devon Givens with you live from the center. Sixers Blazers coming up here in 30 minutes in South Philadelphia on this Friday night. 
The 6 o'clock hour, is brought, as always, is brought to you by Family & Company Jewelers. Visit them on Route 17 in Marlton, New Jersey, or at FamilyJewelers.com, South Jersey's Diamond Destination. We'll also talk, uh, I see, well, first of all, I, I see that Heavy wants to talk about the Chuck Fletcher fire, and that was something that we were going to get into on this other side, on the, on the the in this segment. And, yeah, he, they finally let him go. They fired Fletcher. Uh, uh, Chuck Fletcher, they say it was, you know, a parting of weight, like a mutual part. Okay, he got fired, and it was time for him to get fired, and uh, most people are, are thrilled that he is, in fact, out, and it was time for him to go. So that happened, and that is something that needed to happen with this franchise moving on from the general manager. He did not do a good enough job. He, was, he was, wasn't good. He just simply wasn't good uh, at his job, and, and that he, therefore he had to be out, and that, in fact, he was. This one earlier today, we got news on Andrew Painter. They're going to reevaluate him in a couple of weeks. I think they said four weeks. I'm not too worried about it. Again, early in the season, and we we still don't know what his role was actually going to be. Look, the guy's 19 years of age. We all wanted to see him. We want to see these young players step in there and, and do a great job like all these other franchises that we do see adding these young players uh, to their farm system and then bringing them up and they play pay big dividends with their teams with their respective clubs hey you know we this, the phillies have one he'll get there he'll get there they'll be fine he'll be fine and, and that's the case so let's get to a phone call here and then we'll get to some uh keys to the game for the sixers tonight against the portland trailblazers let's check in with heavy in huntington valley right here to tip things off on this friday night what's up hev yeah what's up bro how you doing man Man, I'm chilling. Dude, big game tonight. You know, it's, I, I think it's it's, it's going to be a scrappy game. You know, you got you got Anthony Simons coming back. You got Nurk, Nurkic is going to play some more minutes. And, dude, like the last time Lillard played played against the Sixers, he really struggled. So, I think he I think you got to watch out for him to have a uh, to have a, a a pretty big revenge game against us. How, how about but, how about he also real fast? How about he also shot two for eight on Wednesday against the Boston Celtics. So I'm sure while, while he did have, I believe, 27 points, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look at it really quickly here. Yes, he had uh, 27 on 7 of 16, shooting two for eight from three. Perfect 11 for 11, 11 for, from the line. But to your point, yeah, he struggled on Wednesday, most importantly. And he's going to try to come out here and shoot better, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think he went like six for twenty-one the last time he played the Sixers. So, you know, I, I think he's—I think you definitely got to watch out for him. But you know, oh, he's is, the key. Is, you stop him. Yeah, yeah he's the key. I mean, yeah. But you know, this is another game where this really, you know, really has implications on how the how the Sixers are going to end the playoffs. Well, look, and you're, you're only two games back of Boston. You're four and a half games back of Milwaukee. You got to keep pace, man. Got to keep yeah, pace. They, you can't they, keep dropping. They, Especially they, when you are at home, you take advantage of your home schedule. You only have seven left. You have two this weekend. Win these games, Hev. They need to win these home games. And, dude, like, you, you need you need your you need your two all-stars to really come in, big. You know, I just, I've said it before, James Harden, if, if we have any chance of, of, of going to a to a conference finals and possibly an NBA finals and having the chance to win, he needs to step up his game. He needs to go back to what he used to be, you know, like in, in like just like how he did in that pop game. Like he, he needs to come up big. No, he absolutely, absolutely has. And look, man, uh, that's like the question we were asking the other night of the, trusting the partnership between Harden and Embiid. 
they've just simply been fantastic together with Maxi playing the way that Maxi is playing. How about this, Hev? During that five-game run on the road, how about Maxi was averaging 26.6 points per game? Need Dude, to keep that up. Dude, how about Maxi hitting all those threes in, like, the first half of that Indiana Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that was, dude, he, he, he's, hot. he's hot right now. He's hot. He's got to keep it up. we got some big big games to finish. They need to finish strong. But, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy, but they, they need to keep it up. Yeah, uh, no question, man. It's, gonna be, it's not going to be an easy one. And uh, they're going to have their hands full with this Blazers team that's looking to rebound. And they're, they're right outside of the play-in tournament in the West, but only by, like, a half a game or, or a game. So they're really trying to... Again, take advantage as much as they can and pick up some W's, man. What did you have on Chuck Fletcher? I mean, dude, it's just it's just like an absolute, you know, you know, something show over there. Because how you fire this guy after the trade deadline, dude, it's just insane. I I guess it was the last straw. I guess that was the last straw. Dude, I I think it just goes to show you the uh, level of care from the from the ownership group. You know, I've I've said this before. They are they are currently the eighth most valuable franchise in the league, and they actually have gone up value by over fifty percent in the last like two years. So they're somehow still making money. And if you look at all, if you look at the operating income of all the teams in the top ten, they're a good twenty million below every other team. Mm. And the average is about eighty million. Their operating income right now is like thirty-five million. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it just goes to show you that you know they 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 are just pretty much going cheap and you know expecting to make money regardless because of the name of this franchise. And it's just it's re- it's really shameful because this used to just be you know a storied franchise for the NHL. I mean the first franchise ever. Uh, expansion franchise to ever win a title and it's just it, i mean it's it's just it, it's beyond embarrassing at this I, point i hear you have well listen man thanks for the call man enjoy the game tonight enjoy your weekend and we'll talk to you next week man really appreciate it uh six one zero six three two zero nine seven five. try to get everybody in here before the game if not don't forget we'll talk to you post game as we go in the post sixers and blazers coming up here at uh, seven o'clock right here on 97.5 the fanatic let's head to Olney and check in with johnny next on this friday night on 97.5 what's up john Yo, DG, can you hear me, brother? I got you loud and clear, man. What's happening? Yeah. My fault, boss. My fault, boss. I'm just wanted to add in. I just wanted to add in how, like, last time I talked to you, man, you always give me peace of mind, DG. I appreciate you, good brother. You no, always no. give me peace of mind about our Sixers, right? I always call un, uh, unsettling about them, but, you know, <laughs> you just sit in your watch, and you know at the end of the day, we did good. What, what was that? You wanted three games because it was a tough schedule? You I said three of the five right? because it's, it's tough, and there's no way they four, win five. We they four, took four. Bro. They took four. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, so I feel a little bit better about that. And at the end of the day, here we go with a trap game. Here we go with the Pacers, Raptors, <laughs> those types of teams that if you sleep on, they'll beat you and whatnot. Here yep. we go, man. Anthony Simons is back. And, yep. you know, so at the end of the day, what, like I said, I'm not going to keep complaining. And at the end of the day, you know, Tobias Harris, you got to show some consistency. But I don't want to tell me the broken record. I always preach that to you when I'm on, Dave. What I really yeah. wanted to say to you, though, bro, um, I, this is another thing I always come at you about. But you, I, at the end of the day, real quick, Slay, he can he needs to stay. I don't know who said bring Ramsey over, but I agree with you, DJ. Slay needs to stay. I don't know what's going on there. But I hope he doesn't find anything better so he can come back and stay. Now, with that being said, we got Nicole Dean 
projected to play next next year. Uh-huh. We should have we should have at least one solid veteran linebacker that's next to him to give him some peace of mind. And man, I keep saying his name to you, BG. I really like to hear right. I know he fell off at the end. You think he's going to keep him, or you think he might go? Well, I think one thing I think is he didn't do anything, in my opinion, to really garner big money interest on the open market where it might still be possible for them to um, for them to bring it up, bring him back uh, and and get him at a decent at a decent price because he he fell off. He fell off in the second half, not necessarily not necessarily slay. He fell off in the second half and. And it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, not enough for him to, for me to want to bring him back, and, and come back at a, at a big number. So if he can come back on a, on a, another one year deal, at decent money like he was last year, what was he, like four million dollars? Yeah, I think if they don't find anyone else, they don't find anyone else, else, and you know, T.J. Edwards leaves. Yeah. I would bring him back. I wouldn't yeah, be mad at that. Yeah, it's all about just getting a solid veteran next to the young kid to give him some confidence because he'll be hard on his own soon. He'll be hard on his own, but I just want to give him like somebody, like a little chaperone, nothing like that. But at the end of the day, last thing, DJ, what you think about Maxie for the over-under tonight? 18.5. What you think he's going for? He's been hot, uh, right? Yeah, he's been hot again on that five-game trip. He averaged 20, close to 27, so I would say over. Thanks, DJ. Appreciate you, bro. You got it, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game and the weekend. Uh, thanks again, man. And uh, let me give a couple of keys to the game here tonight. Obviously, as Heavy pointed out, you got to slow down Damian Lillard. That's the obvious one. Make sure you keep him in as, as in check as best as you can. And you get Anthony Simons did not play against Boston on Wednesday, but he did play against the Sixers, and the Sixers beat that basketball team. Different squad because you have Cam Reddish and Matisse Thybul now, but it all starts with those two. And you can't let both or all three of those two players plus Jeremy Grant, you can't have them all go off at the same time. You just cannot. So contain you contain at least two of them or if Damian Lillard goes off, you, you can't really let the other two really, really they're NBA they're NBA players. They're probably gonna have two players that has a good night. Last time when the Sixers played the Portland Trailblazers and beat them out there. Lillard had 25 and Jeremy Grant had 24 in that particular game. So, as a result, with that, you can still, and they beat them by 10, you can still find a way to get it done just like that, where you have two guys that, and look, Lillard might have 30, but you don't let it, you don't let him go crazy. You don't let Jeremy Grant or Anthony Simons go nuts and hit six threes and, and, and defeat you that way. Just don't let that part happen, and I think they'll be fine. It's always the same for me. Make sure on the on the glass, you crash the glass. You you get the rebounds. You don't let the offensive rebounds really be a difference, make a difference here where we're looking at second-chance points, and, and then you're in trouble. You, you cannot have that out there on the floor tonight. Transition, get back in transition, and, and, and slow things down that way where you don't give up those, those transition buckets that make it easier. You get into a flow. Next thing you know, a uh, what? 7-0 run happens because you didn't get back on defense and they got out in transition, got a layup in the three, timeout Doc Rivers because of something like that. So get back in transition. Score your points in transition. Make sure you get some transition buckets as well. And as always, folks, you know what it is. Protect the basketball. Please protect the basketball. Don't turn the rock over. 
and you will give, you, give yourself a chance to win this one tonight. So I think they do win this game. I think they'll be fine in this one. They'll pick up their 44th win of the campaign. They'll pick up their 25th win at home, and I think they'll be perfectly fine in this one, getting the W against the Portland Trailblazers and setting up the final game on Sunday against Washington uh, here against the Wizards. So everybody, we will be back after the game. Going into the weekend, we'll go in the post with you. We'll take your phone calls on this game and talk a little more Eagles. We'll talk some Chuck Fletcher if you want and the Phillies as well as we hang out with you here until midnight following Sixers basketball. Tom McGinnis will be up at 7. I'm coming up next with pregame coverage live from the center right here as we hang out on this Friday night in South Philadelphia. 97.5 The Fanatic.